God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ, worshiping, serving, celebrating together. The purpose of Timberwood Church is rooted in the words of Jesus Christ when he said, all authority has been given to me, go into the world and make disciples. Teaching all that I've commanded you, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I will be with you until the end of the age. The three-legged stool on which we sit to accomplish this are these ideas of outreach, spiritual formation, and leadership. Outreach is being a place where people who don't know Jesus Christ can come to know Jesus Christ. Outreach is also inviting. Outreach means that anyone can walk through that front door over there. Are you worried? You shouldn't be. Spiritual formation. Spiritual formation means that we're a place where people who know Jesus Christ can grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ. And leadership, our topic today, is this idea of being a place where people who know and are growing like Jesus can, can lead, can lead in their sphere of influence, influence, which frequently, often, always means service and prayer and inviting Leadership is this interesting thing, right? People have all of these definitions about what makes a great leader, right? Uh, leaders are people who can cast a vision, people who can have charisma, people who get things done through others, people who get results, who ensure accountability and uh, drive for results and have integrity and accountability, ethics and passion and influence, and they can make hard decisions. They can say the hard things. They can know when to fight, and then if they're going to make the decision to fight, they're going to fight to win. They see the potential in others. They, they reach financial goals. They, they work through ambiguity. They are adaptable. Some people reduce leadership to this top-down mentality, this core to crack the world, okay, you know? People think the only time you have leadership is when you've bent something over someone else. Yeah, that's not my style. Leadership at its core. And please understand, even the very best leaders do not have all of the attributes. The best leaders know that what they are good at doing, and they own their own deficiencies. But leadership at its core is the ability to lead. And by definition of leading someone, it means that someone wants to follow you. You can be the top-down leader... I can say, follow me, and you're like, okay, I will, because I don't want to get wrapped by a chunk of pipe. But is that leadership? When people want to follow you, there is this aspirational effect to leadership. A, a follower who is attracted to a leader wants to become like that leader, or better yet, wants to become what that leader is describing. There is something attractive about a leader, right? An individual who possesses true wisdom, a person who has a guiding North Star. You can have a group of people following an idiot, but that's not leadership. That's just a group of people following an idiot. 
I think there's also a longevity aspect to leadership, a steadfastness, steadfastness even in the face of the hard. And even beyond that, if we can go a little esoteric, is the leadership temporal or eternal? Looking to the example of Jesus Christ, he said this in Matthew, you can find it, chapter 20. But Jesus called them to him, his disciples, and he said to them, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, bent pipe leadership, and their great ones exercise authority over them, cracking the whip, bending the pipe. Jesus is like, it's going to be different among you. Whoever would be great among you, whoever would be great must be a servant. And whoever would be first among you must be a slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to offer his life as a ransom for many. Leadership isn't a race to the top. Leadership is a race to service. Outreach, spiritual formation, leadership. It's a race to serve. It's a, I serve you when I pray for you. I serve you when I listen to you. I serve you when I bring you a cup of cold water. Now, I'm not suggesting there aren't times for sober-faced conversations about what's good and what's bad and what needs to be dealt with. But if our mentality as followers of Jesus Christ with this idea of leadership as we define it at Timberwood Church is that I, well, to quote the old saying, the beatings will continue until the morale improves. It, 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 it doesn't work. I might be able to get you to do something But what we want to do is get to the place where we want to do something. It's not a race to the top. It's a race to serve. Timberwood Church, we want to be a place where people who know Jesus and are growing like Jesus can lead in their sphere of influence, which means service. I serve you when I pray for you, when you pray for me. I serve you when you listen to me and when I listen to you. I serve you when you give me a cup of cold water, when I give you a cup of cold water, and when you gave me a cup of cold water. Why? Because it is the example of Jesus. Jesus wouldn't care to be a, a CEO or a politician. If he lived today, he would be like, no thanks. He had those opportunities available to him. He could have chosen to change the world. And here's where it's really key that you understand about leadership. If, if the idea is worth having, it's worth having a long time. The government that was in power at the time of Jesus Christ no longer exists. It's temporal. The businesses that were in power at the time of Jesus Christ no longer exist. They are temporal. The aspect of, of longevity, the aspect of the idea being temporal or eternal. Jesus wouldn't care to be a CEO or a politician. Those things are so short-term. 
Even the best organizations that have a long-term view in mind are so short-term. It's not a race to the top. It's a race to service. Leadership at Timberwood Church. The purpose of leadership, of leading people. I once knew this guy who said, I've tried to lead this family by example. Only problem, no one was following him. If, if you're the only person who thinks you are a leader, you probably aren't a leader. The purpose of leadership, the purpose of leading people is to lead people to Christ. And it's not a complex thing. Simon Peter, two of Simon and his brother Andrew, so Peter and Andrew, two of the most influential individuals in the early church. It starts something like this, right? Andrew hears Jesus for the first time, influenced by the teachings of John the baptizer. He's like, Peter, we, we found the guy. Literally, we have found the Messiah. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at Peter and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Peter. If you are a follower of Christ, if, if you know who Jesus Christ is, and if you are growing in that relationship with Jesus Christ, outreach, spiritual formation, if you are a disciple, that is a disciple of Jesus Christ, then the highest calling of your personal leadership, of my personal leadership, is leading those in our sphere of influence to Jesus Christ. I know we do all sorts of different things, right? I work in a church. You might work in a business. You might be a medical professional. You might be a professional educator and work in the schools. Okay, I know what we do to make living, okay? Make living? Make a living. It's amazing how one letter, one word can make a difference in a sentence. But if we're a follower of Christ, then the highest calling of our leadership is to lead those in our sphere of influence to Jesus. And in the most elegant, easy way, what we're trying to create at Timberwood Church is a place where any day of the week with any person that you would intersect with, whether it be at the gas station or the grocery store or even your place of employment around a water cooler. Do we have water cooler in conversations anymore? Hopefully we have water cooler conversations, okay, where you can just say, hey, what did you do this weekend? Well, I did this, I did this, I did that. What did you do this weekend? Well, you know something, had a great weekend, put a few deck boards on the deck, and then Sunday morning I went to church. Whoa, where do you go to church? I go to Timberwood. Oh, cool, I've heard about that. Is that that church that's about a mile south of Shavers? Yeah, it's not like we're not known, okay? And you're like, hey, you should come with me sometime. They have phenomenal coffee. <laughs> it's why that room exists. So that when you invite a friend who doesn't know Christ or doesn't go to church through the front doors, they're greeted warmly. And the coffee is amazing. Best in the county. And then it just gets better from there. Because the music is uplifting. I mean, that was an amazing set. And we try to make the preaching relevant to life. 
And the stories of faith are so redemptive. The good that any of us have found, the good that any of us have found in Jesus Christ deserves demands to be shared. It's why we exist. We're not a political organization. I'll take shots at both sides all day long. And just because I take a shot at one side doesn't mean I'm on the other side's side. And it's not that there's not other good things to do. There are. There's a lot of good things to do. And a lot of good people do a lot of good things. But what we're focused on here is introducing people to Jesus Christ. On any Sunday that you want to invite one of your friends who doesn't come to church to come to church, you know that we will not embarrass them. We will not put them in a bad spot. You know the music will be lively, well rehearsed. You know the preaching will be relevant. I've already said these things, right? The consistency of what we've done over almost 20 years is proof in of itself. It's what we are about in this place. Because the good that any of us has discovered is meant to be shared. Big L leadership, small L leadership. Romans 12.8, if you have the gift of leadership, lead. Capital L leadership. It's important. It's critical. And there's all sorts of guardrails or attributes that we've already mentioned, right? Modesty is one we haven't, not just in terms of dress. And, And to be sure, you probably don't want to see me on stage in a biking kit or a bathrobe. But also modesty in what a person thinks they know. That maybe a maybe the best leaders don't need to do it. That's going to come off wrong with with what I'm going to say next. Because I don't think I'm a best leader. Truly. But I have had the conversation with God. More than once. I I don't need to do this. And if you've ever been at those crisis moments in your life, those inflection points where you're like, really, I don't don't need to do this. Like, there's a door. I can take a left-hand turn. I can take a right-hand turn, and I'm free. I I don't need to do this. You could say, well, that's because you're a Gen Xer and you don't care about anything. Okay, fine. That might be true. (laughs) But I do have to tell you I care about this. Those soul-searching times where I cry out to God, God, I don't need to do this. And then I hear, okay? And like what I hear is a voice, but I don't know that it's a voice. But the voice says clearly to me, that's nice. Now get back to work. You've got a job to do. A few years ago, talking with Leith Anderson, some of you have told this story, it was a hard time. He offered bullet point advice that was head clearing and helpful. And then he finished, point number five. And I'm just writing furiously, right, to keep up. He's like, don't quit. I'm like, what'd you say? He's like, don't quit. I'm like, what? He's like, don't quit. 
I'm, I'm like, okay. I said, yeah, I'm not going to quit. He's like, don't quit, lead. Needing to be a leader, the leader that's on the ego trip, is different to me than leading. And if you're a leader, don't deny it. Capital L leadership. Don't forsake the gift. Don't forsake embracing the gift. Big L leadership at Timberwood Church. There are leaders at Timberwood. And the leaders of Timberwood are not a more important part of the body. They're just a necessary part of the body. The leadership at Timberwood Church, the staff, the leadership team, the volunteers across the board, the leaders of Timberwood reflect Timberwood. There are boys and there are girls and there are older people and there are younger people. There are people with small kids and and people with big kids. There are single people in leadership at Timberwood. There are married people in leadership at Timberwood. There are youth in leadership at Timberwood. And there are children in leadership at Timberwood. Yep. A six-year-old on the playground can tell her friend about Jesus. And that's leadership. Leaders at Timberwood think in terms of how leader Timberwood has defined itself and hold Timberwood accountable to that standard. What's the standard? I'm glad you asked. The purpose of Timberwood Church is to honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ, worshiping, serving, celebrating together. We sit on a three-legged stool, outreach, being a place where people who don't know Christ can come to know Christ. Spiritual formation, being a place where people who know Jesus can grow in that relationship with Jesus. And leadership, being a place where people who know Jesus and are growing to be like Jesus can lead in their sphere of influence. Which brings us to the small L, leading in our sphere of influence. You, me, all of us, even if we'd say we don't have the big L leadership gift or task before us, are still leaders. You are a leader. You can share the good thing that you have discovered in Jesus Christ. I am a leader. We can lead people to Jesus. We can point people to the ultimate, not only in terms of messaging, but in terms of longevity, in terms of answering all of life's questions with the best possible answers. It's leadership. And it's critical that you realize the role that you play as a leader at Timberwood Church. Please pray with me.